Certainly the goal of the work at Berg, companies that's really focused on, uh, among other things, the, the promises of artificial intelligence used for drug discovery. Niven Narian joins us right now. He's the CEO at Berg. And what, Niven, what is the, the current sort of state of the art when it comes to using um, to, 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 to drug discovery? What, how, you know, in, in a world without uh, artificial intelligence, how is it done, typically done? Yeah, hey, hey, great to be back on, guys. So in the world without AI and drug discovery, you know, it's, it, it's very hypothesis-driven and it's very uh, uh, iterative. So on average, a drug takes about 12 to 15 years uh, to get from discovery all the way to approval. And, of course, inherent in that process is high failure rates, high rates of toxicity, and that really affects the cost of these drugs. I mean, it, on, it takes, on average, about anywhere from 2 to $4 billion to bring a drug to market on average. And uh, if you enter into that, uh, that arena, AI, um, you, uh, you know, Berg embarked on this process about eight years ago. And really, for the, for the reasons I mentioned, to, to look at that, that, you know, how can we increase the causal efficiency of the process? How can we actually take a back-to-biology approach? Because in the traditional realm of drug, of drug development, you, you, we unfortunately don't see these failures or these toxicities don't show up until we get into clinical trials. And that obviously takes a lot of cost, um, uh, you know, bears a lot of cost into the process. With the use of AI, what we're doing is we're actually uh, starting very early in the process by, by, by screening hundreds and thousands of, uh, of patient samples in addition to their clinical uh, records and demographics. So we can get an assessment of a disease in a very different way. You know, we're able to understand the uh, the the inner workings of that disease process to see what's gone wrong, and develop drugs based on that level of intelligence or data. So, so really to make it simple, allowing that data to generate hypotheses for us, and then and importantly in that, we uh, are able to develop drugs with more precision. So so taking and and, and mitigating the the likelihood of toxicity, um, you know, significantly. And designing drugs that are safer, that are, that are more specific towards uh, uh, populations, so that um, instead of taking this one-size-fits-all into the uh, arena of drug development, right. we're allowing that precision to take hold. Well, let me, let me ask, you know, it, when, when, a, when a drug is typically developed, one of the things that, that, that um, uh, is, is considered is the size of the marketplace, right, is how many people suffer from this disease. Right. Not just can it su- help someone who needs help, but are there enough people who can help? And the promise of, of sort of more uh, custom-tailored drugs is that people with more peculiar situations or, or uh, um, uh, limited size uh, marketplaces can get help. But where do you, how do you do that balancing when you're just starting to use these new tools when presumably they're, they're, ex- they're quite expensive and difficult to, uh, to use? Well, I think the scalability of the compute power, in addition to uh, um, really advanced algorithms that Berg has been able to develop over over the years, is, is really bring is allowed this the the the, the cost efficiency to be uh, um, a pertinent and relative for this type of use case in in medicine and healthcare. And you know, to your point, you're exactly right. When you know, when you look at market share, when you look at this, the the uh, the ability to understand those those personalized therapies. This is really where AI harnesses the power because the, the human brain can't, there's no way that we can possibly understand all that data. But with the use of AI, we can tackle big diseases like pancreatic cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, 
you know, diseases that are... Uh, um, that, that, that AI can help to demystify, like Parkinson's disease, for example, where we can look in broad, disparate, huge, uh, huge populations and still get the answers that, that, uh, that are necessary to carry forward the right types of drugs uh, that, are, that are safer and more precise. Now, Ivan, how quickly, though, before we start to see AI, you know, significantly productively actually make a difference in an ailment such as pancreatic cancer that at this point if you you know get that it's pretty much a death sentence so how long before it really makes a difference and is it really foolproof the use of ai so carol that's 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 a great question i think that we're actually starting to see we're starting to see that at berg and, and other companies and uh, you know within government we have projects with the department of defense on on prostate cancer, for example, that we embarked on uh, um, a few years ago. Right. And we've been able to develop, and, and now we just completed the clinical validation of, our, uh, of a test that would help us to separate out if an individual has a, a, a benign prostate hypertrophy or an enlarged uh, prostate. Um, you know, compared to, to or prostate cancer. So, wait, so wait, we just have about five seconds. So is it still yeah. a while's away? No, I think it, it, it's really for mainstream uh, okay. medicine, I, I think, two years away. All right. Niven, we got to leave it there. Niven Narain, he's co-founder, chief executive officer at Berg, based in Boston.